Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host. I'm here to welcome you to a Not Safe for Work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast. This is a very special episode. It's our 200th episode, and so we're going to talk about some things that are very special to us. But the thing that's really special to me are some people who've been around since the beginning, and those are a lot of our patrons on Patreon. That's right, for as little as $5 a month, you can listen and get all kinds of extra things. We have a special bonus episode that's about to release. It's this, plus an extra 40 minutes of content that's on there. It's exclusively for the patrons. So if you're interested and like this episode and want to hear more, um, go to our Patreon, sign up. You can even do it through Spotify now. And if you sign up, you get your name read out like these beautiful people. A big thank you to William P., Justin M., Jessica C., Inga, Kaylee, Terry J., Tracy B., Miss Wonderstats, Quentin P., Ekebex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S., Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Helena C., Aaron B., Stephanie S., Texas Teacher Kristen, James Nally J., Samantha D., Lisa C., Rachel, Jean Jeannie, Exhaustive Band Director, Kimberly K., Jessica A., Swiffle F. Owners, Amanda F., Ariana L., Physics Runner, Steph, Michael M., Aldrich T., Les Scorpionita, Britt M., Teresa H., Biker Teach, Christina B., Jason F., Abby B., Sarah B., Regina N., Josie S., Sam B., Mary E, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Johanna H, Irma A, Nimi, and Sarah N. Big thank you to all of them. I'd also like to do a big shout out to our sponsor at Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building, go to ludlambdramatics.com. They have their link in the contents and it is just the best thing ever. Also, we talk about all kinds of things in this podcast. You're going to love it. I promise you are going to love it because we love everybody. And so we talk about protecting everybody. So I hope you enjoy this 200th episode. If you listen to it and like it and want to hear a lot more, like half an hour more, go sign up at the Patreon. All right, friends, please enjoy our 200th episode. Woohoo! All right, guys, let's, uh, let's harmonize the balls. Are you ready? <coughs> In the moment. <coughs> Balls. Very good. Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. This is our 200th episode. Clinkity, clink, clink, clink. Yes. I am Elvis, your host, and today I am joined by Miss Bunny O'Hare. I just took a drink. I should have given you a heads up on that one. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. And across from me, I have Mr. Count Chocolate. 200th episode? Hey, the chocolatey one is so exciting. I'm excited. This is great. And then coming back, we had her on almost a year ago. We have Miss Librarian Evie Carnahan. Carnahan? That's it, yeah. Oh, I got Evie it right. Carnahan. Hello. Happy 200th anniversary or episode. This is my second. <laughs> All right. Well, friends, I, I'm really excited you guys are here. I'm surprised we made it this far, especially after this last year. I was like, oh, man, I'm done with this. But, hey, here we are, and I'm excited about it. And the next thing I wanted to say is for the 200th, I was struggling on what to do. I was like, I can do a clip show. We can get all the hosts and have a big party. What should we do to recognize this? And I really wasn't feeling inspired by any of it. I was like, oh. There's some topics we could talk about that really mean a lot to me. And if I was going to like value and where it is on my status of importance, I'd say it's 200th episode worthy. 
worthy. And so today our focus is all about LGBTQ rights for students and how important I feel that is. And I feel this is the greatest time to use this and use this platform because I think it's really fucking important. So we're going to talk about it and talk about why. We're going to go in depth and our friends will share things as they feel comfortable sharing and we're going to go through so I hope you guys love it and I'm going to have to edit it for a second because I'm babbling but let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and start with an article and this article is two librarians were fired after the board mistook an autism symbol for a pride display the librarians are suing here we go wonder how that will go for them though actually we'll find out Two former librarians of Sterling Free Public Library in Sterling, Kansas, have filed a lawsuit claiming they were fired over a June library display featuring a rainbow symbol that was mistaken for a Pride Month display. The library's board fired library director Carrie Wheeler and assistant librarian Brandy Lancaster on July 5th after library employee Ruth Splitter complained to the board about the display. Lancaster created the display as part of a national summer reading program with the theme of All Together Now. The display featured a rainbow infinity symbol, a logo often used by neurodivergent autism right advocates, along with a heart and the words, we all think differently. The display also featured a rainbow image of a child in a wheelchair and a quote from black writer Maya Angelou that said, in diversity, there is beauty and strength. The display also included the books Emma and Mommy Talk to God, The Color Purple, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Separate is Never Equal, Wonder, and To Kill a Mockingbird. Of the books, only The Color Purple contains anything relating to LGBTQ content. Hey, Mr. Cat. (laughs) On June 22nd, Splitter, a temporary summer library employee, complained about the display to Lancaster, saying she found the gay pride symbol offensive and went into an anti-LGBT diatribe, even though Lancaster explained that the infinity symbol represented neurodiversity and autism and not LGBTQ. Splitter then complained about the display to Mike Michelle Miller, vice chair of the library board. Miller reportedly told Lancaster that she could get her fellow board members to have Lancaster take down the display. I am totally fine with diversity of skin color display, just not represented with rainbow colors, Miller texted Wheeler, the director, according to the lawsuit. I do not want any kind of rainbow display, especially in this month. We have a conservative town, and as a library, do not need to make political statements. See Target and Bud Light as negative examples. I certainly do not want the library to promote LGBTQ agendas. (laughs) So... I don't really want to out you, Evie, but I'm going to. So as a a member of the queer community, and I'm going to ask this, is it okay if I say queer community or should I say LGBTQ or what's the... What should I do? What's... So, I mean, I will tell you, like, and I discuss this with friends and I train on this as well, like, uh, queer was, is a reclaimed slur for the community, right? So a lot of us have used it sort of as a reclamation of something that was used against us. And so you'll find that a lot of elders don't use it as often or maybe don't prefer it being used to describe them. Um, But I will say that, like, working with my kids and, like, Gen Z in general, they're more open to using that word kind of freely. I know you and I know everybody on this podcast, and I'm okay personally with you using it in this context, but I'm also not a representative of the entire queer community. So just know that 
you know, if there's pushback, there's a reason for that. And that's kind of how I would answer that question, I guess. Well, just, and it's the worst reason to do anything, because if I see LGBTQ, I'm going to keep stumbling over my tongue the whole time. Right. And it so is, for ease of For ease of conversation, yeah. I'll be using Q. So anyway, they were concerned that the library was going to be promoting an LGBTQ agenda. Wheeler removed the display, thinking its removal would just be temporary until the board advised her on how to change it. Instead, two weeks later, the board decided that it had lost confidence in Wheeler and Lancaster and voted to fire them. Now, Wheeler and Lancaster, who are both neurodivergent, and two other library patrons are suing the Sterling Free Public Library in its city for violating their constitutional rights to free speech, due process, and equal protection, and for violating the Kansas Open Records Act, a law that allows the public to view and copy records maintained by public entities. The lawsuit argues that the city's residents are entitled to a library that embraces a range of viewpoints, not just the viewpoints of those with an aversion to rainbow colors and a disdain for LGBTQ citizens. It also alleges that the board had previously objected to buying a book featuring a non-binary teenage character and to sponsoring a city 4th of July parade because one of the floats advertised a pride event. The lawsuit seeks former employees lost and future wages. Well, I can say pretty firmly that this is stupid. Really, really dumb. Because it wasn't even a thing to do with the queer community or Pride Month. It was a rainbow, and they fired two librarians over it. Right, but even if it had, like, this is a public library. Like, the laws that govern and the rules that govern public libraries are very different than what we're experiencing in in school libraries. So I find that really interesting. And, And the fact that they're suing them at the degree that they're suing them, for me, is really, really valid and really appropriate. I hope that they get all of the money that they're asking for. Me too. Because that is, that's pain and suffering in multiple parts of a bunch of different identities. It's gross. So yeah, I love that for them. The main reason I chose this article is because I think it's very reflective of the times we're living in, where there's a huge knee-jerk reaction to anything that could be interpreted as someone representing themselves in the classroom, whether it's their mm-hmm. pronouns, whether it's having a rainbow sticker on their laptop or a flag in their room, or maybe just being gay. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with all of these. But Bunny, how have you noticed this around you in your area? Apparently putting my uh, pronouns in my signature line on my emails was a political statement. Wow. <laughs> and I was told I had to take those off. Um, because it, you know, we're not supposed to be making political statements with our emails. I want to make sure that everyone listening understands the, the like the, the sheer annoyance of the the air quotes that Bunny is doing right now. Like she's doing the air quotes. Like the air quotes are so over dramatic, and I I need y'all to understand that that's adding to the feeling for me. So. Um. Honestly, as you were reading that, my eyes rolled so far back in my head like I saw brain matter. Um, <laughs> the fact that it was a sh- like short-term, basically like substitute librarian that bitched about it. Yeah, like the audacity of that, first right? of all. Right? Yeah. Um, and, th- like, you didn't understand it. Like, it's colors. It's not, like... My, my, I've got so much rainbowy stuff in my classroom. Like, a, mm, literally okay. originated in the Bible, though. Like, also, right? Yes, rainbows were discussed right? in the actual Bible and were a symbol of. And I don't. I, I'm going to misquote because I am not the Christian at the table, but 
the, it was a symbol of God's promise, right? That was right. the deal right. to, to always protect humankind, et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that that has been bastardized in such a way, and there's these people who are so blind with hatred for the community that they are more interested in like going against the reality of what they are talking about than they are just, you know, mm-hmm. not being assholes. Count, what about you? What, at your school, have you seen anything or in your area? Or what's been your reaction to this? I know pronouns have played a game with, with your life at the moment. Ooh, but Yeah, yeah we, we've had some instances of pronouns, but regarding this particular situation, um, I think it's interesting that it got reported by someone who had absolute absolutely no clue what they were talking about. Uh-huh. That's always They had no understanding. <laughs> they had no frame of reference. And the they thing they were complaining about didn't exist. Right. Yeah, you made I'm an assumption of something that doesn't sure exist. I'm mad about this thing. But I'm going to raise all kinds of hell about it. And then when you find, like, was there an apology issued? Was there a, I, you know what, let me do some training on, on bettering myself to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Like, no, <laughs> it was bad. a... I don't know. She probably they probably feel like it was an honest mistake and that's crap. So yeah. how do I feel about the situation? I'm a little annoyed, but I'm just gonna go harder for any of my students that identify on a LGBTQ spectrum. Exactly. Because they deserve it. That's exactly right. And Evie, what about you? Have you experienced this as a librarian in Texas? <laughs> a queer librarian. A in queer Texas. librarian in Texas. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, of course. So I, yes, I've expl- I've experienced this at all at all levels. I I sponsor my school's uh, GSA, which I've done for I guess six years now. And what is the GSA? It's well, so the it's it used to be we had an argument about this earlier, apparently. Um, <laughs> so the National GSA uh, has decided that it can be either the Gay Straight Alliance, which it's been for us in the past, or the Genders and Sexualities Alliance, and either way, it's it's very you know important for our kids to have that community. So I've experienced from the kid level, um, which has been not always pretty, mm-hmm. um, but I also because I'm very open and very out, and I also train at my district level. I train teachers on supporting queer kids in classrooms. Um, I have been targeted because we, just like every other school district in Texas, has been targeted by these conservative PACs that are attempting to elect school board members that are moving toward this idea of parental rights, which we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll get in that later. I'm not going to go there. But we, I've, I've seen it from that perspective. Um, it's affected me as a librarian because of the whole conversation about gender identity books and things like that. So we are lucky. My district, I actually was super lucky. We actually, we have an opt-out program, whereas certain districts have just eliminated the books altogether. Oh, wow. So we got really lucky. I, have a, I, I am very proud to say that my district has done the best they can in the face of what they're facing to keep our kids at least being able to access the things that we want them to access for their you know, identity and their, you know, validation and all those things. So, um, but yeah, it affects me, I I would say every single day of my life. I honestly kind of felt, and it was a reach that we had put a lot of these things to bed when we finally legalized gay marriage as just being marriage. It's like, okay, that was 2014, 2013. Mm -hmm. We can move forward now. And th- it's, but I guess that's the same as we say. Well, we we elected Obama. I guess racism's <laughs> over, guys. So right. no we did it. So I'm just kind of baffled. First, like, oh, we're just gonna we're attacking trans people, and now it's <sighs> everything. It's they went like, oh no, we're only picking on this, and I want to get into that in a minute. But the thing is, right now across the country. We have a lot of schools that are making laws. We have states that are making laws that are really just they're promoting hate. 
And they're trying to eliminate something that they want to cause hate because people either don't understand or don't know or aren't aware. And it's easy to say, oh, we're protecting the children because if there is someone of the opposite gender or someone who is trans in the same bathroom, something bad is going to happen. Do you want someone in the bathroom with your child who is not the same gender? And the thing is, and I think everyone listening, if you take a moment to pause and have common sense, when you're in the bathroom, you really don't want to deal with other people. Most people want to get in and out and be left alone and do whatever and move on with their life. Ms. Bunny? If you know the gen- the genitalia of the person in the stall next to you, you are the creeper, not them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A thousand percent. And it started with that in the Carolinas like five years ago. They had all these bathroom bills. And then it was kind of like, okay, that was dumb. We've moved on. Nice. Right now, we're having all these attacks, and it's moved to the school level. And it's moved to the governmental level. It went from before where they were trying to pass, and they said, you know what? We can't attack these people out in the public because... You know what? We have laws against that. So let's try to make life as hard as they can at a government level or at a student level. And the thing is, I don't even really feel a lot of these people who are passing these laws have hate. I think they've just fallen for kind of a straw man argument. And it's, for those who don't know, straw man's where you invent something, say it's a problem, to distract everyone from what else is going on. Or just pretty much just to distract. And so they build a fake thing out of straw and say, oh, but look at that over there. It's coming to steal. It's going to change your kids. They're trying to touch your kids. No, they're not. No one is. It's a bullshit argument they're using to distract from what they're doing and to defund schools. Because right now there's a big, big, very open push to privatize education and to make it so that you have to go to a private school that will take care of your needs. But as we know, not all schools are created equal, especially if they're privately funded. Mm. And there's going to be some really high-quality ones. There's going to be some shit ones. And the other part of that is when they're in those schools, they can teach kids whatever they want. Mm -hmm. They don't have to stick to any specific curriculum. And there's things that can be taught and things they can try to make illegal to be taught, like in the state of Florida where they're trying to make certain concepts. They're saying things are CRT, and it's just... It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit right now, and it's affecting all of our kids. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, and uh, I will. I will go ahead and out myself again as saying that I am definitely the most um, militant <laughs> of the group. Yes, which is why I'm only allowed on here like once a year. <laughs> but um, I, I would say I would disagree with you. I, I do think that the people making these laws are evil. I do think that the people making these laws have hate in their hearts. What I do believe, though, also is that they are selling a straw man argument to their constituents who are not necessarily bad people. I agree with you there. Yeah. So, like, I, and I want to make that distinction, and I had this conversation with account, um, is that if you are voting a certain direction and you're saying, I'm not a bad person, and you say, oh, I don't care who you voted for or whatever, I do care who you voted for. Because if you're voting for these people who are taking away, stripping away the rights of children and their families, and people who are just trying to live their lives and do the best that they can to get through this hellscape that we have created in our image Mm -hmm. on this planet, like, I'm sorry, but you're not a good person. And I do care that you voted for that person. 
So, you know, I, I, I go, I, I get a little bit, I get, I get in my feelings about it a little. No, I think that's perfectly valid. Because they can eat my ass. I, I feel that it's a really, I don't want to say easy argument to make, but the reason I think they're doing it is to generalize a base. If you vote for me, I'm going to go against these things that are so horrible. And people who aren't familiar with the LGBT community or might not be aware that the people around them are LGBT or are trans or anything... They don't understand. And so if they're told, like, oh, no, they're they're trying to get into the schools. They're pushing an agenda. These books have an agenda. We need them out. There was a book that talked about sex. Well, yeah, there have been books about sex since the 40s. These are not I wish, new things. I wish that there had been books about my sex when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I've known I was gay since I was eight. It would be really cool as a queer person. And, and by the way, I'm not young. <laughs> like, I'm in my 40s. Listeners, um, and I need you to know that, like, for a very long time, I have had to figure this out on my own. And so, not only do I have this perspective as a teacher and as a queer teacher and as a teacher who teaches queer kids, I have this experience of being a queer child growing up in the '90s and understanding, like, how difficult it is to be a queer child. And then, especially now, at least back then, we were ignored, right? Mm-hmm. Like, at least back then, no one really paid attention to us, or we got bullied by our peers. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got lawmakers bullying us. Exactly. To the tune of our livelihoods, to the tune of our health care, right? So, I don't know, man. Because they're going to say, oh, we can't do any kind of health care or anything mm-hmm. for the children if it's trans, if they need yep. steroids or hormones, anything that might be gender affirming in one direction right. or another. Why? Well, and because you're gonna, they're like, oh, it's surgery. They're they're ta- they're cutting off penises and they're turning them into vaginas, and that's not not what's at happening all the point, at all, and not at all the, what's happening. And that's the thing that's so gross is that's what happens when people who make laws about things they don't understand, they create this conjecture that doesn't exist. And so you you use the term straw man argument. I think that's a super important thing to understand because we are quite literally fighting the wicker man, you mm-hmm. know, it's like we're, we're Don Quixote's windmill at this at windmill at this point, right? Like they are fighting something that's not even really there. And so it's very difficult to be on this side of it as a queer person and also on the teacher side of it and to understand like the laws and the rules and the protocols that get us there. But as a queer person to be like, but like, why are you doing this? Like, what's the point of this? They, they want to hurt and they want to rabbit, get as many people supporting them as they can. And since there might be people who don't understand, or especially people of a specific generation that don't understand because mm-hmm. they aren't as familiar, that they're easier to say, oh, I guess this is a bad thing. And I guess we do need to remember. But it's sad because it's to the point that if you are supporting students, mm-hmm. you're putting up a rainbow. Or if you have something, or if you're just saying, hey, I think it's okay you exist, that that's a bad thing. And that this libra- these two librarians deserve to be fired. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Because you're showing support and saying, I think what you are is okay. I think you as a human is okay. You should be fired because you don't need to support people. That is really, really Fucked up. Yeah. If your agenda is saying, hey, can I exist? And their answer is, fuck you. Um, d- we did that in the 60s, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, that was bad, but we can't talk about that now because that's critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And now it's happening again on a rainbow agenda. And we're trying, they, and they being just pretty much this conservative, super rich crowd mm-hmm. who want to keep their politicians in office. It's kind of like the way Donald Trump said, okay, well, use racist terms to say that, you know, these immigrants are coming and they're flooding and they're ruining everything. And 
Yeah, no, because some people get scared and vote for that. And now they're yeah. turning it into an anti-gay agenda, an anti-LGBTQ, and trying to hurt people because they don't like the fact that they exist. It hurt my mom and teacher heart to hear the phrase come out of your mouth of at least back then they ignored us. Yeah, like that's in real. A, in a universe, a universe where being ignored is preferable, God, that sucks for our kids. Like, yeah, no, it sucks back that's then. That's Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's for sure. that's that's our baseline. Like, the the bar got dropped into the basement at some point, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just like uh, we're against gender. Affir- listen, to, listen to yourself. Listen to the words. You are against affirming. Mm-hmm. You're you're. Like, do you understand how negative and you're trying to say, oh, well, we're not hateful, but well, well, are like, are you though? Aren't you? If you're against affirming other humans' existence? The main thing is that they're attacking teachers right now because we might use pronouns or because we're not allowed to use a student's pronouns, or they're trying to make it so that teachers are required to report to the parents or to admin if they know a student is trans or going by a name that is not their birth certificate name. Oh my gosh. It's ridiculous, and it's all just hate, and it's pretty much saying, hey, the way you exist, kid, is not okay. Or the way you exist, teacher, is not okay. And the thing is, that is the most damaging thing you can do to any human. Literally. Just say that they do not have a right to exist. The way you feel about yourself is not okay. And the thing that makes you miserable and makes you not feel like yourself is the only way you're going to be allowed to live. Mm -hmm. And that's fucked up and wrong in every single way. And I am deeply, deeply, passionately and angrily upset at the fact that they're trying to hurt students. And the only good part of this job at this point is when you can help a student, when you educate a student, and when they're instructing us to do things that will knowingly hurt a child emotionally, Mm -hmm. that could hurt their health, it could make it dangerous for them at home if they're in a very dangerous household that's not accepting of their beliefs, and they are requiring me, fuck you! Yeah, from the bottom of my heart. 100%. Fuck you. I love it. Uh, One of the the best parts of my job (laughs) happens to be the worst part of my job. The best part of what I do as a counselor in this state of Texas is being there to support, affirm, recognize, and 100% acknowledge each and every one of my students that I get to serve. The most frustrating part of my job is when you have educators who have gone through this process of becoming, of, of the educational process, who have gotten certified and they have a license for all of these things to blatantly refuse to acknowledge someone's pronouns, how they identify. And and here's the thing. I don't need you to understand their situation. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to be sympathetic about it. I don't need you to be empathetic about it. I don't need any of that. (coughs) I need you to see my student, because this is when it becomes personal, because we're celebrating and 200th episode and yay and I'm great. <laughs> as I sit here like I want to celebrate the kids and champion them but what the f- how the fuck did we get educators in a school that refused to address a student by a preferred name or who mock a student who has decided to change their pronouns mm, or would prefer anything it, it is absolutely ridiculous and yeah 
as much as I always say teachers need to be paid more, y'all don't fucking need more money if you can't acknowledge a kid's pronouns or at least see them for who they are. How much of an asshole do you have to be to refuse to say someone's preferred name or gender? Let's say I have Bunny in my classroom, and I've never heard the word Bunny before, and so I'm pronouncing it Boonie. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Boonie, no, my name is Bunny. No, uh, whatever, it's the same. And you just blow them off. Or if you don't bother to learn a child's name and say it correctly, and you're just fumbling over it and say, what the fuck, if it's a name from a language or culture you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Generally, even admin would say you're an asshole. Yep. But if someone said, no, I'd prefer to use my nickname, instead of calling me Samantha, call me Sam. And no, you're not allowed to do that. Fuck you, because that's a different gender name. And that's not... No, this is the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. This is literally... And you're just an asshole for refusing to grant them the simple, simple thing. It hurts no one. If you are a teacher that has decided to enter into the realm of education at any level in this state or any other, and you have decided that you are above supporting and accepting and seeing and championing that you have in your charge um, in any way, and you are using this as an example to question who they are, question what they bring to the table, question their abilities, or to keep them from their educational experience, get a new job. Like, mm-hmm. you literally, you walk into a school and these, these kids are there. We aren't creating them. No one's creating them. There's no agenda. No one's doing anything to create spaces for kids to be queer. They just are. And it is your job as a teacher, because you signed up for this, to support them at the level that they're at, no matter what it is. It's the same as, like, you have to teach kids no matter what color their skin might be. You might have to teach They're a kid a no matter level. what language they might have. Yep. It is the exact same thing. No, if you're attacking these students because of who they are, that's the exact same thing as any other kind of discrimination. And I had a segment, because I made an outline for this, of why is it okay to be queer. Listen, it just is. If you have to ask why is it okay you do, this is the same as, say, you know, 100 years ago saying, well, you're left-handed, so you know what? You need to change that, because that's wrong, and you're for the devil if you use your left hand, because only the devil's people use left-handed. Right. And so now it's like, oh, yeah. classes to teach them. Yeah, you have to learn to not be that way. And think about that. Would you attack a kid because they're using their left hand? Is their left hand interfering with how they work and how they do stuff? It's only interfering with tools that were only be made, made to be used with the right hand. So, I mean, this is just as fucked up. So I don't even need to go into why is it okay to be queer, because it just is. Here's the one big thing. Why we need to support all kids and all of our queer kids. We're going to start at the very beginning. And I always call him Bunny when it comes to Maslow because she is the best of this. And so, Bunny, why do we need to support a student having an identity? Listen, if you're a teacher and your job is, is teaching and giving the information to the students and helping them absorb and integrate that into their lives, um, these children cannot learn if they do not feel safe. That mm-hmm. is like the base level Literally of the Maslow. Like if you if you have a kid in your classroom whose basic need for safety is not being met, they don't have time to think about long division. They don't they do not have the mental bandwidth to be thinking about cellular mitosis. <laughs> no. They are worried about whether they're gonna get their ass kicked in the hallway. They're worried about whether they're gonna get kicked out of their house. They are worried about whether they are going to get jumped on the way home. Like, in, until the children feel safe, until their baseline needs for safety and food and shelter are met, 
number of homeless teens who are LGBTQ. Oh. Identified. Don't even get started on that. It's it's a huge thing. And so, Mm -hmm. like, until we are meeting a child's baseline needs for safety and, like, physical being physically and mentally emotionally safe, they're not going to be able to learn shit. So if you are a teacher and you are interested in passing the knowledge to the future generation and a kid does not feel safe in your classroom, I mean you may as well just go ahead and check out because they're not going to learn anything from you. A hundred percent. So we need to support these kids because if they're going to live and survive or not become disgruntled or hurt or angry or bitter. I'm all of those things. Is yeah, that okay? It's because you've probably been told for a long time the way you are is not okay. And you are okay. You're a valid I've human I've had being. a lot of therapy, guys, and I still feel that way <laughs> as a human on this planet, but especially Aww. a queer one. It's okay. The rates of self-harm and suicide among LGBTQ kids, students, Mm. is, depending on which stats you're reading, at something like four to eight times higher than Mm -hmm. for straight-identifying students. If you call yourself pro-life... Oh, listen. And if you're going to say that all lives matter, mm. then that should include the queer lives in your classroom, too. Hey! Yes. That's what I'm fucking saying right there. And can I say something about the gay agenda in schools, actually? I thought it was brunch. <laughs> brunch. I was told the gay agenda was brunch. Oh, no, the gay agenda is totally brunch. Yeah. And also gay sex. We love that. Oh, yeah. So, brunch. I would say it's gay sex first, brunch second, and then education third. And a lot of the laws and the things you all are doing and, like, the whole concept of government is super gay, guys. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> um, so, here's what I want to say more about the brunch. gay agenda. Yes, it is more than brunch. I am a librarian. I have been a librarian uh, for half of the time I've been in education. The other half of the time I was in the classroom. And I have always been gay. Um, And I have always brought that lens to everything that I do, including my teaching. Have I tried to turn kids gay? Absolutely not. Have I made sure that the kids in my charge had resources and examples and representation for their queerness should they have it? Yes, because it was important to me as an educator to make sure that they had what I did not have when Mm -hmm. I was growing up. So the gay agenda, and as a librarian, by the way, my library is very gay. I have a a very robust queer writer base in my library. I'm a high school librarian, so I have a lot of freedom in that way, a lot more freedom than anyone below me would. But do I also have other identities represented? Black. Hispanic Heritage Month just started. I just did a huge thing for Hispanic Heritage Month, and I had the collection to support it. You know, yes, there's an agenda for me as, a, as an educator and a librarian to make sure that every single child that I come in contact with has something to represent and support and affirm who they are. Does that mean I'm trying to create someone out of thin air in those identities? Absolutely not. I just want to make sure that when they show up, and they will, and they're already there, when they show up, they have something there that validates them as human beings on this planet. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not getting that at school, what's the point of learning? 100%. And it's just going back to what what Bunny said, is you can't learn if you don't feel safe. And one of the easiest ways to make kids feel safe is to show them that they're seen. 
And it's not that hard. And so if this we're doing the rest by saying you can't have a rainbow, guess what? The two people that notice in that classroom, they are going to be hurt. And they're right. not going to feel and supported. And it validates that they feel they cannot exist as a person at their school. They're not hurting anyone. And that's the thing that's so hard for me to understand is I've been queer for 44 years. <laughs> and I have taught thousands of kids. And not a single one of them has ended up gay because I taught them. Now, have they later come out to me because they felt safe to do so? Hang up, fuck yeah, all the time. Thank you so much for letting me be seen. Thank you so much for, for letting me have the access to someone who was healthy and queer. For having a safe place to exist. Literally. In yes. the building. And that's the thing. No one has been created, but yes, have they been saved? For sure. Now, can I give myself that credit? No, but are there definitely, like, there used to be this thing in the trans community called the law of 50%. You used to talk, you talked about this a minute ago. Mm -hmm. 50% of people who were gender, they used to call it gender dysphoric, would commit suicide at some point. So there's all of this, like, you know, with that kind of statistics, like, am I okay with that? No. Not at all. Like, why would I be okay with that as an educator or a human being? What can we as teachers do at just a base level to support kids? So, number one, what I would say is, and gosh, even saying this, I don't even think is, is, is as clear as I want it to be. If you see a child as a child, before you knew anything about that child, you knew as an adult on an educational campus in a school that priority number one is for that child to be safe. It's on Maslow's list. If you did the ever popular Spence Rogers training, it's the number one of the six keys. It's safety. A child cannot learn if they do not feel safe. So, your primary job before we get to subject matter, content, or anything, is to create an environment where this student feels safe. And I think the biggest problem is people want to put pronouns, titles, names, misnomers, Oh, I've heard before a student when what you have in front of you is a student and it is ultimately your job to create an environment where they feel sustained, protected, validated, and safe. That way we can get to whatever the fuck your degree is and you can educate them. But first, can we keep them safe? And then we branch to have them feel valued heard and seen and that is before it even takes hold of how they identify what they would prefer to be called or how you see this student they are a student period and that's all you need to know there is they are on your roster in your hallways and it is our job to protect them see them and acknowledge them and then when you embrace them i'm telling you i'm a witness it will 100 percent change and alter the way you view a student or a person in general. So there's this really cool thing uh, called Title IX. And Title IX basically says that if there is a club on your campus, there can be any other club on your campus. Um, so a lot of times schools will say, oh, you can't have a GSA or you can't have a a club that has to do with, you know, gender or sexuality or any kind of queerness or whatever. And, and that also goes for any kind of like, you know, uh, 
<clears throat> specific, like, so if you're thinking about marginalized identities, having clubs for them, like, my, for instance, my school has an equity coalition. There's some schools who are saying you can't have that. But Title IX says that if there's one club, there has to be an access for full, full access for all other clubs. So luckily you're protected in that way. So GSA is a really good way to start. There is a national GSA organization that provides... Uh, you can register your club with them. They'll send you resources. They have online resources you can use to design your club. Um, we use their information every year to kind of decide what kind of GSA we're going to have, and I let the kids vote on that. So When giving, you say what kind, what do you mean? So there's three different kind of GSAs according to National GSA. That um, it's like there's one that's like a social one where it's strictly a like here's my people I'm gonna come we're gonna hang out we're gonna talk we're gonna watch movies so it's we're community gonna, building community building yeah and then there's one that's um, service oriented that does more like reaching out to the queer community or uh, service in the concept of like uh, reaching out to queer individuals on campus or in our district or whatever so doing that kind of thing let's go get Eddie let's reach out to him <laughs> yeah right. So then there's the activist side of it, and the activist side of it is, is what it is, right? Like, you, you talk about or organizing a group of kids to affect change on your campus or in your community. And um, so I let the kids vote every year on what kind of GSA they want. It's typically a combination of the three. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's a big thing. Just anything that acknowledges the concept and the need for community in, in this particular arena, like queer people always need community, especially young ones, because especially at this age in high school and in junior high, and I will make the case for junior high GSAs, um, it's important that they know that they are not alone because being queer is really scary in this world currently. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that if you can sponsor a club like that or create a space for a club like that, I highly recommend it. And teachers, really 100%, we always talk about what we want to do is make a difference. And by doing this, you 100% will make a difference in someone's life just by saying, hey, you existing, it's okay. It's, it's great. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. Keep existing. Don't stop existing. Please, please, please. And... Just <laughs> having a rainbow flag or something, not even just, you know, showing any kind of support and just acknowledging that it's okay is your biggest way to affect change. Even something as little as putting a small rainbow flag in your classroom or just anything, just showing that, hey, it's it can make someone's difference. As the uh, resident, I don't know, even real... Out Christian? Probably, yeah, the, the out Christian in the group. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to apologize on behalf of my people um, to anyone out there listening, student, teacher, parent, who has been injured, harmed by the way that the Christian church has behaved regarding this whole thing. I apologize. It sucks. It is not of Jesus. There is no excuse for it. Um there's no excuse for this. There are some some of us out there who are working to try to change it, but there's, in a way, no undoing the harm that has been done. Um, you are created in the image of the divine. Uh, the God that I believe in created animals that 
engage in same-sex relationships purely for recreation. There's books about that, by yeah. the way, and they're in my yeah. library. I'm just saying. Per- it's perfectly <laughs> natural. It is. They, they were made that way just like you are. There are plants. There, I read a thing the other day about a species of mushroom that has something like 12,000 yes. identified genders of this mushroom. So why on earth, why are we so arrogant as to think that we are that different than anything else that that God created. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are created in the image of the divine. And fuck the haters. Yeah. Fuck the haters. I love that. Hey, guys, guess what? What? We have a Patreon! That sounds naughty. It <laughs> is not, actually. It's a really, really good thing you should support. For as little as $5 a month, you can sign up That's for Patreon. All? That's all right. Only $5. You can sign up and get it through Spotify. You can get it through Patreon. And you get over 100 pieces of bonus audio content. We're going to have this episode unedited with just a few bleeps for our names and other things cut out. I love really? audio content. So you can hear all the extra content. You get our super special Facebook group where you can chat with the host. We even, at some point again, will have movie parties and other things. But yes. it's going to be great. It's been a while. But friends, sign up for our Patreon oh and do it now. Out, we have to hurry. All right, so oh my, my friends, Why? this is our 200th episode. Let's go ahead. Let's pop the bottle. Pop the bottle. And I'm your Robert Robert Robert. 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 Yay! Woo! I'm sorry, I ruined everything. Congrats, Elvis! Yeah, let's congrats oh, all of you. <laughs> I apologize to redacted okay. independent school districts for spilling shit. <laughs> As Evie snorts. Oh, God damn it! But it didn't get on the laptop. It is on the laptop! That's what I was saying. I apologize to redacted independent school districts. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher, why does your laptop smell like champagne? Listen. How do What's you know what champagne smells like? What's the blood alcohol content of this classroom, Mr. Ellis? What's the blood alcohol content? It's your mom's perfume, it's your kid. Mom's, it's your mom's <laughs> chest hair, bitch. <laughs> So, guys, cheers! <laughs> Lift your glasses! Oh, wait, are we not allowed to talk about masturbation? Oh, yeah, 100%. 200 episode! I'm just save, moving it forward. Save, save something for 201. <laughs> we draw the line of masturbation. Oh, cheers. Friends, thanks for helping us make it to 200. Listen, this has been special and wonderful, and I truly couldn't have spent a better <laughs> afternoon with a bunch of my friends drinking and eating gummies and laughing and bonding and communing and thank you so much for listening I love you guys so much we will have an unedited version of this on the Patreon I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up Bunny thank you so much for being here for episode one and then all the way back to episode 200 Dang, you Bunny, have been yeah. amazing Plus another 99 or 110 episodes on the Patreon. You've done a lot here. So thank you so much for being here through all of this. It, I can never thank you enough for inviting me to be part of it in the first place. It has been a blast and a pleasure as always. Yay. And Count, I met you during lockdown. You messaged because I posted some things. <laughs> I was and, desperate. And you're like, hey, can we chat? And I was like, yeah. And I, you said some of your viewpoints. I was like, I like you a lot. Come be on my podcast. And you're like, really? And I was like, yes, let's do it. And I've loved knowing you every minute. You are a wonderful human being. I'm glad you exist. I think the world is better because you exist and you are part of it. 
And because of you, I got to meet Evie, who I met through that. And Evie has become a, one of my favorite people in my life, like to see as often as I can. And she warms my heart. And she is a challenge, but she is delightful <laughs> at the same time. I think. And so, Evie, thank you for being here today. Man, I'm super stoked to be here. Like, no one ever wants to hear me talk, and you guys ask me to like do it for real and like record it. So it's wild. And you, listeners, I love saying listeners. <laughs> I'm like, dear Rita. Um, you got to hear why most people don't let me talk. So love y'all. Love all of you. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. So all my friends, please uh, fuck the system. If they're telling you to out students, do not out students. You can just not do it. That is your right. If they're telling you you can't have a rainbow, it's not a rainbow. This is the bands for your religion or your church is having something. It doesn't matter, but just show people that they're allowed to exist and you support the fact that they exist. And if anyone tells you why you need to take something down, say, are you telling me I can't show my support for this child's existence? And if they can, with a straight face, say yes, then say, okay, fuck you and go find another job. Yeah, they hate that. Um, but just call them out on their bullshit. <laughs> it's important. They hate so, and all of you, make sure you're taking care of your own mental health. Insurance sure. usually covers some form of therapy, so look into it and get your help. If not, I've been using BetterHelp for a while. They are really good for me. Love they that. offer discounts right now. You can go and say, hey, I need financial aid. They'll say, are you a teacher? Do you have? Are you a single? Th-? And they'll knock like 50 or 60 or even up to, I think, 80 bucks off the price. You just have to ask and they'll give you three months at a discounted rate. And then you can literally ask again and they'll say, oh yeah, we'll go ahead and validate. And a lot of times they've even told me, you know what? After I approve this, come back and ask for more. And so I literally did and they knocked another 15 bucks off my monthly rate. So please, please, please get help for yourself because you are worth it and you are worth existing and I want you to be there. So all my friends out there, deep breaths. Oh, let's get our toast oh, up. We're going to toast. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Bunny's going to spill though and break my glass. You are nope, fine. We're good. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers. Woo! Yeah. 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 Balls, 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 balls. All right, friends, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for enjoying our 200th episode. If you enjoyed this, there's an additional half an hour of stuff that I cut out. A lot of raunchy stuff, a lot more detailed stuff. A lot of us just bullshitting and talking because we love each other. Anyway, thank you for supporting all of my Patreons. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you guys want to listen to more, sign up for our Patreon. You can do it. You can even do it through Spotify now. And last but not least, thank our sponsor at Ludlam Dramatics for sticking us with us through all these years. Everyone, this has been a trip. I've met and loved some amazing people through this, and I can't wait. I think I'm going to keep it going for a while. All right, friends. Cheers.